Section 7 of Old Granny Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section 7 A Twice Stolen Dinner, Granny and Reddy Talk Things Over, and Granny Fox Plans to Get a Fat Hen. Chapter 20 A Twice Stolen Dinner. No one ever is so smart that someone else may not prove to be smarter still. Listen, and you shall hear all about three rogues. Two were in red, and were Granny and Reddy Fox. And one was in gray, and was Old Man Coyote. They were the slyest, smartest rogues on all the green meadows, or in all the green forest. All three had started out to steal the same dinner. But the funny part is, they didn't intend to steal it from the same person. And still funnier is that one of them didn't even know where that dinner was, or what kind of dinner it would be. True to his resolve to know what Granny and Reddy Fox were getting to eat, and where they were getting it, Old Man Coyote hid where he could see what was going on about Farmer Brown's, for it was there he felt sure that Granny and Reddy were getting food. He had waited only a little while, when along came Granny and Reddy Fox past the place where Old Man Coyote was hiding. They didn't see him. Of course not. He took care that they should have no chance. But anyway, they were not thinking of him. Their thoughts were all of that dinner they intended to have, and the smart trick by which they would get it. So with their thoughts all on that dinner, they slipped up behind the barn, and prepared to work the trick which had been so successful before. Old Man Coyote crept after them. He saw Reddy Fox lie down where he could peep around the corner of the barn to watch Bowser the Hound, and to see that no one else was about. He saw Granny leave Reddy there and hurry away. Old Man Coyote's wits worked fast. I can't be in two places at once, thought he so I can't watch both Granny and Reddy. As I can watch but one, which one shall it be? Granny, of course. Granny is the smartest of the two, and whatever they are up to, she is at the bottom of it. Granny is the one to follow. So, like a gray shadow, crafty old man Coyote stole after Granny Fox, and saw her hide behind the corner of the shed, at the end of which was the little house of Bowser the Hound. He crept as near as he dared, and then lay flat down behind a little bunch of dead grass close to the shed. For some time nothing happened, and Old Man Coyote was puzzled. Every once in a while Granny Fox would look behind and all about to be sure that no danger was near, but she didn't see Old Man Coyote. After what seemed to him a long time, he heard a door open on the other side of the shed. It was Mrs. Brown carrying Bowser's dinner out to him. Of course, Old Man Coyote didn't know this. He knew by the sounds that someone had come out of the house, and it made him nervous. He didn't like being so close to Farmer Brown's house in broad daylight. But he kept his eyes on Granny Fox, and he saw her ears prick up in a way that he knew meant that those sounds were just what she had been waiting for. If she isn't afraid... I don't need to be, thought he craftily. After a few minutes, he heard a door close, 
and knew that whoever had come out had gone back into the house. Almost at once, Bowser the Hound began to yelp and whine. Swiftly, Granny Fox disappeared around the corner of the shed. Just as swiftly, Old Man Coyote ran forward and peeped around the corner. There was Bowser the Hound, tugging at his chain, and just beyond his reach was Reddy Fox, grinning in the most provoking manner. And there was Granny Fox, backing and dragging after her Bowser's dinner. In a flash, Old Man Coyote understood the plan, and he almost chuckled aloud at the cleverness of it. Then he hastily backed behind the shed and waited. In a minute, Granny Fox appeared, dragging Bowser's dinner. She was so intent on getting that dinner that she almost backed into Old Man Coyote without suspecting that he was anywhere about. "'Thank you, Granny. You needn't bother about it any longer. I'll take it now.' growled old man coyote in granny's ear granny let go of that dinner as if it had burned her tongue and with a frightened little yelp leapt to one side a minute later reddy came racing around from behind the barn eager for his share what he saw was old man coyote bolting down that twice stolen dinner while granny fox fairly danced with rage chapter twenty one granny and reddy talk things over you'll find as on through life you go the thing you want may prove to be the very thing you shouldn't have then seeming loss is gain you see if ever two folks were mad away through those two were granny and reddy fox as they watched old man coyote gobble up the dinner they had so cleverly stolen from bowser the hound it was bad enough to lose the dinner but it was worse to see someone else eat it after they had worked so hard to get it. Robber! snarled Granny. Old Man Coyote stopped eating long enough to grin. Thief! Sneak! Coward! snarled Reddy. Once more, Old Man Coyote grinned. When that dinner had disappeared down his throat to the last and smallest crumb, he licked his chops and turned to Granny and Reddy. "'I'm very much obliged for that dinner,' said he pleasantly, his eyes twinkling with mischief. "'It was the best dinner I have had for a long time. Allow me to say that that trick of yours was as smart a trick as ever I have seen. It was quite worthy of a coyote. You are a very clever old lady, Granny Fox. Now I hear someone coming, and I would suggest that it would be best for all concerned if we were not seen about here.' He darted off behind the barn like a gray streak, and Granny and Reddy followed, for it was true that someone was coming. You see, Bowser the Hound had discovered that something was going on around the corner of the shed, and he made such a racket that Mrs. Brown had come out of the house to see what it was all about. By the time she got there, all she saw was the empty pan, which had held Bowser's dinner. She was puzzled. How that pan could be where it was, she couldn't understand. And Bowser couldn't tell her, although he tried his very best. She had been puzzled about that pan two or three times before. Old Man Coyote lost no time in getting back home, for he never felt easy near the home of man in broad daylight. Granny and Reddy Fox went home too, and there was hate in their hearts, hate for Old Man Coyote. But once they reached home, 
old Granny Fox stopped growling, and presently she began to chuckle. "'What are you laughing at?' demanded Reddy. "'At the way old man Coyote stole that dinner from us,' replied Granny. "'I hate him! He's a sneaking robber!' snapped Reddy. "'Tut, tut, Reddy, tut, tut,' retorted Granny. "'Be fair-minded. We stole that dinner from Bowser the Hound, and old man Coyote stole it from us. I guess he is no worse than we are, when you come to think of it. Now is he?' "'I, I, well, I don't suppose he is, when you put it that way.' Reddy admitted grudgingly. "'And he was smart, very smart, to outwit two such clever people as we are,' continued Granny. "'You will have to agree to that.' "'Yes,' said Reddy slowly. "'He was smart enough, but there isn't any but, Reddy,' interrupted Granny. "'You know the law of the green meadows and the green forest. It is everybody for himself.' and anything belongs to one who has the wit or the strength to take it we had the wit to take that dinner from bowser the hound and old man coyote had the wit to take it from us and the strength to keep it it was all fair enough and you know there isn't the least use in crying over spilled milk as the saying is we simply have got to be smart enough not to let him fool us again i guess we won't get any more of bowser's dinners for a while We've got to think of some other way of filling our stomachs when the hunting is poor. I think if I could just have one of those fat hens of Farmer Brown's, it would put new strength into my old bones. All summer I warned you to keep away from that henyard, but the time has come now when I think we might try for a couple of those hens. Reddy pricked up his ears at the mention of fat hens. "'I think so, too,' said he. "'When shall we try for one?' "'Tomorrow morning,' replied Granny. "'Now, don't bother me while I think out a plan.'" Chapter 22 Granny Fox Plans to Get a Fat Hen Full half-success for fox or man is won by working out a plan. Granny Fox knows this. No one knows it better. Whatever she does is first carefully planned in her wise old head. So now, after she had decided that she and Reddy would try for one of Farmer Brown's fat hens, she lay down to think out a plan to get that fat hen. No one knew better than she how foolish it would be to go over to that henyard and just trust to luck for a chance to catch one of those biddies. Of course, they might be lucky and get a hen that way, but then again they might be unlucky and get in a peck of trouble you see said she to reddy we must not only plan how to get that fat hen but we must also plan how to get away with it safely if only there was some way of getting in that hen house at night then there would be no trouble at all i don't suppose there is the least chance of that not the least chance in the world replied reddy there isn't a hole anywhere big enough even for Shadow the Weasel to get through, and Farmer Brown's boy is very careful to lock the door every night. There's a little hole that the hens go in and out of during the day, which is big enough for one of us to slip through, I believe, said Granny thoughtfully. Sure, but it's always closed at night, snapped Reddy. 
Besides, to get to that, or the door, either, you have got to get inside the hen-yard, and there's a gate to that which we can't open. Hmm, people are sometimes careless. Even you, Reddy, said Granny. Reddy squirmed uneasily, for he had been in trouble many times through carelessness. Well, what of it? he demanded a wee bit crossly. Nothing much. Only, if that henyard gate should happen to be left open, and if Farmer Brown's boy should happen to forget to close that little hole that the hens go through, and if we happen to be around at just that time— Too many ifs to get a dinner with, interrupted Reddy. Perhaps, replied Granny mildly. But I've noticed that it is the one who has an eye open for all the little ifs in life that fares the best. Now— I've kept an eye on that henyard, and I've noticed that very often Farmer Brown's boy doesn't close the henyard gate at night. I suppose he thinks that if the henhouse door is locked, the gate doesn't matter. Anyone who is careless about one thing is likely to be careless about another. Sometime he may forget to close that hole. I told you that we would try for one of those hens tomorrow morning. But the more I think about it, the more I think it will be wiser to visit that hen-house a few nights before we run the risk of trying to catch a hen in broad daylight. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can make Farmer Brown's boy forget to close that gate. How? demanded Reddy eagerly. Granny grinned. I'll try it first, and tell you afterwards, said she. I believe Farmer Brown's boy closes the hen-house up just before jolly round red Mr. Sun goes to bed behind the purple hills, doesn't he? Reddy nodded. Many times from a safe hiding place he had hungrily watched Farmer Brown's boy shut the biddies up. It was always just before the black shadows began to creep out from their hiding places. I thought so, said Granny. The truth is, she knew so. There was nothing about that henhouse and what went on there that Granny didn't know quite as well as Reddy. You stay right here this afternoon until I return. I'll see what I can do. Let me go along, begged Reddy. No, replied Granny, in such a decided tone that Reddy knew it would be of no use to tease. Sometimes two can do what one cannot do alone, and sometimes one can do what two might spoil. Now we may as well take a nap until it is time for Mr. Sun to go to bed. Just you leave it to your old granny to take care of the first of those ifs. For the other we'll have to trust to luck, but you know we are lucky sometimes. With this granny curled up for a nap, and, having nothing better to do, Reddy followed her example. End of section 7